0: And I would like to invite you into that space where we um, can be just who we are with all, with the whole shit. (laughs) 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 And it's, it's very wonderful to be, to sit quietly in that space just as human beings sharing a a silence where we feel connected with each other. It's a very beautiful gesture to make uh, towards ourselves to say, "Okay, that's who I am right now and my life is a mess. But uh, I can be there with openness and kindness, just as a human being, and share that with others. Uh, I'm aware that uh, there is quite a lot of pain here in that room, and um, in this room tonight. And. Uh, I actually came with a long list of the benefits of mindfulness meditation but somehow it's I don't know if I'm getting there um, I think much more important is um uh, t- to use this evening as a as an opportunity to to be here without any pressure, to be here without trying to get somewhere, trying to be someone else, trying to solve things, trying to figure things out. So to make this, uh, slowly to make this shift, like kind of slowing down and shifting down from doing Manipulating, fixing, trying to understand to just settling down into being, being here and meeting uh, this moment with gentleness, with with (coughs) kindness, with friendliness. Something like that. It's oh, good enough. And we know the, the we know the the healing aspect of this gesture because there have been moments in life where someone offered this to us. You know, these moments where we really felt loved and accepted and seen as for who we are. So it, it's hard to explain how it works, but we all know this experience. How it feels, how it really... Like if, if we are in a, in, a, in a crisis and a good friend gives us a hug and says, without trying to fix this, without trying to tell us the feelings we have are wrong, that's what often happens. That We tell ourselves and that we hear from others, your feelings are wrong, you shouldn't feel like that. Which also then it comes from, I shouldn't feel like that. Our feelings are never wrong and they, need to, they don't need to be fixed, transformed or transcended, our feelings need to be felt and nothing is wrong with them. and uh I don't know why, but this- par- this story comes back to my mind, a story I've read a few times in retreats I led. It's a story from a book by an uh by a Theravada monk called Ajahn Brahm, an English guy who is who is uh, a monk. Uh, he became a monk about 30 years ago in, in, in Thailand and he's still living there and he's teaching. And he wrote this book uh, where he collected different stories of things which happened in his life. And he tells a story about a, a very sick monk in a monastery. A monk who was struggling with death for many, many months. And um, he just doesn't get better. And um, you know the monks, all the monks are worried, and they worry about him, and and um, also the lay people, who take care of the monastery, and they try to you know help with all kinds of treatments and trying to find solutions and going everywhere, bringing in healers and everything. And sometimes he gets a little better, like half a day, and he gets up, but then he falls back again and he's just sick. And then one day, the abbot of the monastery has an insight. And he goes to the room of the monk who is lying there, sick in his bed. And he says to the monk, I give you the permission to be sick. I even give you the permission to die. And in that moment, the monk bursts out in tears and this whole guilt and effort and struggle of trying to heal falls away from him. I think we can all kind of recognize how this would feel. We all know how this pressure of needing to be healthy Whatever that you know, like super healthy, needing to be perform on top level, yeah. and then someone giving us the permission to be just who we are, and then this pressure falls away and this guilt. You know, the the monk felt guilty because all the the worries about the from, of the people around him and all the effort they make and. And it just does not work. Yeah. And then the wise abbot saying, I give you the permission to be sick. So in that, in that story, what happened then, healing started. Yeah. But that might not necessarily result so. So the monk had also the permission to die. Well, that is really then accepting one's, one's condition. And this, uh, this story is very moving for me because I, when I uh, read this story and I reflected on it, I recognized in me this tendency not to give this permission to other people. Not to give the permission to other people to be in despair, to be at the limit, to be sick. But instead, you know, trying to fix, trying to manipulate, trying to make it, trying to fight it. And this, uh, this um, story, because I read it a few times, it, it, makes, it made me really more mindful about this tendency in me. You know, think about the people right now around you. I'm sure there are people around you which you want to fix, manipulate. You know? Your children, your parents, your partner. Yeah? That's not what they need. That's not what they long for. In the same way you don't long for being fixed and manipulated and uh, being, yeah. what the people around us long for is to be loved and accepted how they are at that moment and the way they feel at that moment it's, that's not wrong it's how they feel how can one argue with feelings From our point of view, it might be childish or, you know, get over it, it's time to get over it, or, you know, we don't understand it because we have a different history, we, you know. But from, from the point of view of the other person, whatever this person feels, at that moment it makes sense for that person and it is what, what is uh, time to experience, to, to be experienced. So to cultivate, this is the most wonderful, the most beautiful gift we can give to others, to invite other people into that space. And the only way to be able to do that more and more is to start with ourselves. To give ourselves the permission to have the feelings we have to have the experiences we have. Certainly one of the Teachings within the practice of mindfulness is to accept what is. So, whatever, wherever you are in your life right now. and uh, it's difficult uh, it's, that's for sure right now we have kind of different different levels of difficulties yeah, but uh, that will change yeah? so those who have quite a good time right now that's wonderful and it will change And those who have a very hard time right now, that's hard and challenging, and it will change. We don't know when, but it will change. So one of the core Buddhist teachings is to work with accepting what is, accepting reality. And when we think about it, it is quite silly not to accept what is. Because it is. It's like you No, know, not accepting what is is like banging our head against the wall and and, and getting and hurting ourselves with it. And uh, more we can really cultivate acceptance, more we are at peace. And we uh, we can find a place of wholeness, a place of health, a place of freedom, which is independent from how catastrophic our life is or how catastrophic our health is. I'm, I'm, of course, I'm aware we always come to, to situations in our life where this is, that sounds so theoretically. It's like, okay, I know, I believed that before, and it sounded very good, but now this is real life. Don't come here with the Buddhist teachings. This is real life. But the Buddhist teachings, they are for real life. Meaning real life, real human life, means also real deep pain and real suffering. No, it's not the kind of new age, everything is wonderful, blah, everything is light. The Buddhist teachings are for people like us, for real people, for human beings. So accepting, you know, allowing, letting things be, You know, I, I started to say wherever you are in your life right now, that's the perfect place for you to work with that. So here accepting or allowing or letting be is not another trick to get rid of things or to change things like kind of okay pain I know accepting and allowing so okay pain I let you be for five minutes and then you go away okay Okay, five minutes, letting it be. Letting it be. No, it does not work. Letting it be and allowing it does not work. It didn't go away. That does not need, that does, that it's not what it means here. Yeah? Well, letting go. Letting go, letting be. We use these words. And we think we practice it, but what we actually say to the pain and to the difficulties in our life is, go away! I, want, I, don't want to, I don't want you to be here. So it's not really a practice of letting it be or allowing it to be or accepting it. It becomes also a practice of, okay, I've read. If I allow it to be, then it heals. So letting be, allowing, would be something like, okay, pain, I see you, and I accept you, and I accept even the fact that you might not go away. Because there are, there are, there is pain in us, in many of us, to different degrees, of course, from our upbringing, from our, from our karmic condition, from the Buddhist point of view, which might not go away in the sense that, you know, in this life. But we all, what we always can do is we can work with how we relate to it, what we make with it, what we do with it. You know, a traumatic experience in our life, a chronic pain, can be a, a source of becoming bitter and closing ourselves. But we all know this compassion some people have, a compassion which is born out of pain, of suffering. A big part of his holiness compassion is coming from the pain of the Tibetan people. Another thought which came up when i when I sat sit sat down here and thinking about pain and um, is that one of the challenges we have is when we are in a crisis in our life, be it an emotional crisis be it a and our know, economic economy, uh, money, with money, with job, with, um, with health, is uh, it's kind of we feel we need to get over it, we need to get rid of it, to do more important things, to go on with our life, which in our society means to be productive. You know, people who are uh, who have chronic pain, or who have uh, health problems, or who have who uh, have who are in an in a emotional crisis, they feel they waste their life. They they feel they they feel they, they waste their time, because we have this kind of thinking that our life is only worthwhile when we produce. Which is silly. To base one's the feeling of I live a worthwhile life, worth worthwhile, a meaningful life, to base that on, you know, how much money we earn, or how much things we produce, or how 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 what other people think, how how much we did with our life, building a house, or blah blah blah. So being in a crisis, being in a health crisis, that's your job. And it's meaningful to be in that place in a in a dignified way. It's not wasting one's time. It might be the most fruitful in a way, the most fruitful time in your life. Who cares at the end of your life how many houses we had or how many cars we drove? It does not mean a a thing at the end of our life. Or how, how high our salary was in average. What matters is what kind of uh, states of mind do I have cultivated? What kinds of habits do I have uh, trained myself in? How much did I use this life to open my heart? How much did I use this life to connect with suffering, with compassion, So being in a crisis is not a waste of time at all. We should pay. We should be really paid for it. Yeah, it should be like a. And in a way, we are. Yeah. So uh, I mean, uh, to a certain extent. You no. Know, We are living in in a society where we get some support. That's our salary in a crisis. Okay, that was my spontaneous outburst of responding to pain and uh, now I'm coming slowly to what I actually wanted to say. I actually wanted to start with a meditation, but then I felt because we were quiet we were quiet a few minutes you know? it was like it was very beautiful how you settled down and uh, and and that's wonderful because uh you know, with this meditation thing it's quite tricky because uh, you know, when we start to meditate it's like we we think we're doing something you know something special like something which uh, is connected with effort and which is connected with trying to become peaceful or you know trying to have another experience than the one we have so it is actually much more organic and uh, beautiful if we come if if it happens like it happened tonight that you just sit down and you don't think you need to meditate but you just settle down and there's nothing to do and you just you just feel what's going on how you feel and the thoughts and and that's much more much more relaxing and beautiful than okay now I'm going to meditate okay now now I need to calm down and <laughs> yeah um, so I'm trying to experiment a little bit with this kind of sliding into the practice, gliding into the practice. And I recommend uh, you to experiment with this in your own practice as well, if you have a daily practice. Yeah? No kind of, okay, now I'm going to meditate and now okay, what's I'm going to do and Then, then it becomes then something happens which is um, disturbing our practice, or which is uh, not helpful at all. It's like bringing some tension, some expectation into the practice. trying to fix, trying to manipulate, trying to get rid of thoughts instead of making a gesture of opening, of just being, of allowing. So, I think the title of this evening is Mindfulness in Daily Life. And um, I thought uh, before I would talk about mindfulness in daily life, I, now it's almost time for the break, uh, I wanted to, t- to talk about the benefits of being mindful in daily life. Because to be mindful is not difficult. You don't need to have a PhD to be mindful. It's, it's a common human uh, ability. We all have it. Uh, it's, it's more a matter of reminding ourselves and being inspired to do this. And this inspiration can come if we know if we understand what we are doing and why we are doing it. And what the benefits are. Then it's quite easy. I mean, it's, it's a piece of cake. It's just paying attention to what is. That's it. It's very simple. I don't know what is what people write about mindfulness like <laughs> books of mindfulness and and it's paying attention it's noticing what is and then you see then one might think huh? what, what is what is so special for paying attention to what is what is what is so special what what is liberating yeah and so that's why it's important to to get to know the benefits and to understand what we are doing. So one of the benefits of practicing mindfulness in daily life and the wonderful thing with this kind of theme, mindfulness in daily life, is it's not that we do something something on top of what we do anyway it's not, it does not need extra time we just do what we are doing anyway in a different way so from the outside it's, it's, it's the same we don't need like a, a half an hour extra or something Yeah, it is, it is exactly just the daily life we have is uh, is the, f- the field where we practice. And that's very, uh, that's very enriching because if you get that point and if you cultivate this confidence in that, then you start to understand that each moment of your life is utterly meaningful. Because each moment of your life is spiritual practice. Spiritual practice is your life. Life is spiritual practice. And there are no mistakes, there's no waste of time. There is actually no waste of time. So one of the benefits of um, cultivating mindfulness in daily life is that we, culti- we, we develop an increased appreciation of life, we cultivate an increased appreciation of what we have, we cultivate an increased appreciation of the beauty in us, the goodness in us, in other people and around us. So many days pass by without us opening to the wonder of being alive. like this moment right now here is a, i mean it's 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 a miracle it's we will never figure out what is happening right now it's it can be experienced this moment we all experience it this, this moment we experience it. And it's so rich to sit here as a human being, you know. And, you know, I make some sounds with my mouth, and you look at me, and it makes sense to you, and we can connect with each other, and we look at each other, and... And then you can move your body, yeah? I mean, just... You know, the they will never figure out, they think they will figure out some people, they still think they figure out know how the brain works, and, but they will never figure it out and they will never figure out how it works that I can say, now I'm going to lift my right arm How does that work? Yeah? That a thought yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's amazing, yeah? It's amazing, and it's really true that they still, I mean, people, scientists, they say, or oh, it just will take a few more years to figure it completely out. Yeah, And they will say the same in 100 years. Yes? What do you think is the reason they try to figure it out? Like, what is the point? It's what, is, like, what, what are they looking for? I think it's curiosity, and by the way, there is a lot of benefits of it, uh, in this research,. Yeah? So it increases our understanding, how things work and the connection of the brain and, and so on. Yeah? And I'm not saying, of course, the brain, what, ha- what is happening in the brain and what they see and what they find out, that's useful, yeah? this, this knowledge. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to go now into into this discussion of, I just want to um, uh, kind of bring the awareness of this, what is some, what's very often we are unaware of, this uh, magic, this magic which comes with each moment of awareness. Even if the content of this awareness is really shit, in in the sense of really... Boa. You don't like it at all. So, and through the practice of mindfulness, we cultivate this um, uh, this uh, 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 awakeness, and with that, an appreciation. You no, know, going out like in the morning looking out of the window open the window and then this uh, this uh, magic moments of meeting others meeting other people particularly those we live with So with uh, the practice of mindfulness, there's very often, and I, in, sometimes I emphasize this um, part you know, that mindfulness is about relating in a different way to our pain and to our suffering. That's true, that's also an important aspect of mindfulness. But there is also that it increased our capacity to enjoy, to appreciate. To connect with gratefulness. You now there is something um, very enriching, nurturing when we are present to what we are doing. And you all know that. We know we are all looking for these things which we like to do where we are present. For some of us it's being in nature, for some of it's making music, drawing, writing, listening to music. We all have these things where we connect with being and with beauty. Uh, This uh, state of mind of being aware and being present and feeling your life, that's something we can cultivate. And we can have the same satisfaction and joy, which we know from going for a walk, by uh, by uh, preparing a meal, by cleaning, by dressing. You now, masters of this uh, mindfulness practice, they are they enjoy everything they do in the same way we enjoy a few things we do. And it's something we can train. You know, some um, a part of the retreats when, when I lead retreats is that everyone has like a job to do, you know, like a cleaning job or helping in the kitchen or something like that. And that's a good, uh, a good moment to experiment with that. In a retreat. You know, usually when we do these things like cleaning, uh, we try to get it done. To get somewhere where we think it's better. Like hoping, you know, getting things done, to come to a place where it's better, where, where we feel better, where, where we can do the things which we really like to do. And uh, it could be that uh, many years of our life is, uh, um, is lived in that kind of mode of mind, you know, getting things done, getting school done, getting our studies done, getting building up the company done, writing the thesis done, uh, getting work life done. Yeah, to come to the pension. Oh, only only (laughs) twenty-five years left. Yeah, only five years left. Getting things done. Two? Nobody knows really? But thinks everyone tries to get things done, there must be something in it, yeah. Trying to get somewhere. Yeah, and then life is done. and we missed. This reminds me of a dream I had many, many years ago. I don't know, maybe when I was 20 or something. And I was driving on a bike through a landscape of mountains and really uh, 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 up the mountains, up the mountains, because ah, getting to the top, getting to the top, yeah? That's it, you know? Getting to the top, single, on the top. And then on the top, more mountains. Down again, up, 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 up. Getting to the top, getting to the top, you know? Getting to the top, more mountains, yeah? And then getting up and down. And then at one point, I was standing on the... Uh, again, like more mountains, yeah. completely exhausted. And then I was looking back, and down, down there where I came from, there was this little, you know, very nice place with trees, and there were fruits, and there was this, a source, and the sun, and birds, and, and I had completely missed it. I was so busy uh, trying to get to the top. And then looking back and... Oh, shit. I missed what was this journey was about. Yeah? So this could happen at the end of our life. You no, know, we look back and shit. All oh, the breakfast with my family I just missed because I was so busy t- trying to get things done. And you know the weekends in my summer house, or I don't know, you know I was so busy to, to get things done, so I missed. All the opportunities I had to show my concern and my love to the people around me, oh, I missed. So mindfulness uh, uh, would be, you would do the same journey, maybe a little it's not it's maybe even even quicker because yeah but uh, you would do it you would enjoy it and you would uh, have the mindfulness to appreciate these wonderful places on our journey yeah and you start to understand it's not about getting somewhere It's about here, this, that's it. It's not somewhere else in the future. And isn't it, uh, I mean, isn't it, Yeah, I mean this, now, that's, uh, isn't that rich, isn't that, you know, this is life. And then after going out and going home, and that's our life. Okay, so that was the first benefit. Increased appreci- appreciation of life. And then we have a break now. 15 minutes.